1: Won't Back Down with Will Levinson, Jake Lee and Sam Patosa.
2: And welcome back to the Won't Back Down podcast. Sorry everybody, my voice is still a little hoarse today from the big time celebration for the Gators big 70 to 52 win over Samford. Cause here in Gainesville, Florida, we celebrate every single win hello everyone I'm Sam Patosa as always along with my friends Jake Lehman and Big Will Levinson and we're getting pretty close to backing down
1: I mean that was an impressive win by the Gators I man they beat Sam we beat Sanford and Seven, that, 10 is, touchdowns. that is is that that is cause for massive celebration I heard it's a parade this week um down University for beating Sanford yeah oh. scoring 70 on Sanford yes, yeah. oh, yes. Gi- giving up less than 60 to Sanford is, is going is cause for for a big Gave parade up less in than Gainesville. Our so team by a couple, I, I heard dude. that Dan old had rings made. Um, for beating Sam for we're going to get he those he actually put uh, this
2: 70 week. carats in the ring for the amount 70 of money.
1: 70 ca- 70 ca- just just carrot, not gold
2: just carrots, just carats just carats, just carats. Just carats. <laughs> okay got it makes sense um we suck yeah no this i think I'm just about done with this college football season. I am physically exhausted. From, from the Gators. I am physically standpoint. and mentally exhausted from this football season. From the it's roller a a coaster of the Gators have put me through. And it's it's a roller coaster that just goes straight downhill. Like they take you up to the highest point. It's like King Nicaragua. They take you up to the highest point in the country in the Alabama game. I mean, what they is make the you think I'm
0: almost <laughs> That make you think we, we've had to adjust our, expecta- our, our expectations, that that's time. it. The that's high the point, point of the run, almost, an almost, and then it's an just almost.
2: straight downhill from there. And that's exhausting, guys. I don't know about you for someone who's put in 21 years of their life to loving and watching Gators football to see possibly the third losing season in your short lifetime. It's especially for a, a championship level college football program, it's just it, it's tiring after a while, it's not worth it. The time and effort that w- you would once put into it, it's just. I'm ready for the coaching search. I'm ready for the offseason Coaching, I have some excitement. I'm way past Dan Mullen at this point. I'm way past these final two games. I, I, I'm gonna go to the FSU game. How am I gonna be
1: excited going into next year if Dan Mullen started coaching? You're not. I? No, we're a basketball be?
2: school. The basketball team looked awesome. Awesome. Let's make it a basketball
1: podcast. That's great. I already have one. You do already. You do already produce one. I mean, if anybody was
2: at that game. What an atmosphere! I mean, that was electricity. I haven't seen the O Dome like that I in my entire it. three years. Well, even uh, the Auburn game, I, honestly, even more than the Auburn game. The students, I have not seen the students actually that excited.
1: Yeah, no, because because they, they it was like they we needed that. We were like we needed our it. team. It was, our football team sucks. Our basketball team has sucked for so long. We've ne- we never beat FSU. We needed this. like yeah, this at least with students, the
2: Auburn game back our freshman year. If you didn't know, me and Will are in our third year at the University of Florida. Jake Lehman in his fourth year. Me and Big Will's freshman year, Lehman's sophomore year. It was The Auburn game was very exciting. That was one of the greatest atmospheres I've right, seen. in like 30-point
0: dub. You thought and you had Florida Gators a, basketball so game. much to look forward to Exactly,
2: <sighs> but at the end of the day after that, that was after our Orange Bowl victory in a two-loss season where we were like, okay, we're going to have one of the best rosters in America coming in the next season. Of course, the rest is history. Three Bro, game the, losing. And the following week, the
1: Florida basketball hosted the number one team in the nation, the Baylor Bears, live on
0: ESPN, the big night capper. We were a so we were unranked and we were favored over the number one team I, in the yeah, nation. That that yeah, that didn't.
1: That was so bizarre. Wrinkle. The expectations for that game after coming off that big Auburn one. Auburn was ranked in the top ten, I think, that year too. The year we killed them, and uh, yeah, we got
0: big Omar Payne pain, game if I remember Auburn. correctly. There, oh, Omar, oh, Omar, Omar Payne was, ate
1: up Auburn. He, yeah, he was huge against Auburn. It was a great year to beat Auburn. It was, of course the football game against Auburn as well that year 24-13 earlier in October.
0: But this is again a football we are still podcast. A football podcast, and now, if we lose to Missouri, it's going to be the first two win SEC finish since 1986. Oh. We finished two and four. Who uh, cares?
1: I, but in reality, I, at this point, I just I don't. A couple of things. One, how can you justify not firing Dan Mullen? because he says? How can you just? What is the justification? We were Keith just Amber? talking
0: about it before, and there's one. One sort of wrinkle, one thing, one you know reasoning that I could see them having. And well, well, two, we'll, get to, well, it, we'll
1: get to it. Two, there is no possible way that you can justify decide making the decision off these next two games. What are you going to learn about Dan? Mullen? What are you?
2: I was watching. What, what are you
1: going to learn about Dan Mullen in these next two games against a bad Missouri team and a bad FSU team? that you haven't already learned from Dan Mullen in the last three and a half to four years. This is a bad Missouri team and a bad FSU team that a Dan Mullen coached team at the University of Florida should beat by several touchdowns. And here we go, I'm a Gator fan and I expect to lose both games. Yeah,
0: there's one thing I expect
2: to learn about And it's funny you say that because (laughs) I was watching a video on YouTube from the great Josh Pate and he kind of just conveyed everything you just said. Yeah. What are you going to learn in these final two games? Florida has the ability to cover Dan Mullen's contract if they fire him. Florida has the ability to go get an upper echelon c- Coach, and yes, Florida is still an elite job in college football of course, guys. It's, it's only about Prior ten years ago. What preconceived notion do you wanna have? Florida is still an elite job. It is yes. the flagship university <sighs> of one of the top three hotbeds of college football recruiting yes. in America. It is three a great job. You put Davo Sweeney or Nick Saban at the University of Florida, they might win more national championships that they've already won at their current spot. You're right. Now look. Do I think the administration is one of the top administrations in the country that you want to be cooperating with if you're a coach? Absolutely Um, not. This administration is driven on being a top five university, and we can't really complain because when we're applying for jobs in a couple years, that's really (laughs) going to help us. But... This administration is so driven on being a top five university, so driven on academics that it feels like in the past decade, athletics have almost kind of taken a back step.
0: I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I feel like... Definitely. I would I would 100% trade getting to the top five to be, you know, hover, hover academically around where we were in 06, 08, you know? Right. i trade yeah, for yeah, heartbeat better. to be a student then. Right? Yeah, as exactly.
2: I said at the top of the show, it's, it's exhausting having the same conversation back and forth. And I know we've had the yep. same conversation so many times, but in my opinion, it starts at the top with the athletic director, Scott Strickland, for, in my opinion, I mean, w- we won't know until he comes out and says anything, and we probably won't even know after he says anything, but the hesitancy he's taking in this coaching search is really starting to irk me. And it's really starting to irk me because, like Big well, the said. in the decision to fire Dan. I- I- in the decision to fire and even the decision to force Grant them out. You know, that like should have been done after time. the yeah. LSU game. Right. Well, there's and one what?
0: thing, I mean, when it comes to firing Dan Mullen, maybe a decision already has been made. I don't see a midseason firing happening solely no, because no, no, who the hell is going to call the plays? Right. No, it doesn't, it, I mean, no, it right? Like you draft you know, and have probably would have been the two team. top candidates to be right. an interim. Right. Like there, I mean, this, Paul Pasqualoni is going to be the head coach for the FSU game. Like, I could see why you would wait no, to exactly
1: at this point. There's you couldn't even go on with that
0: day. Like you need Dan yeah, Mullen just uh, to, you just need the last two games for his dance moves. I mean, my God, he got get. Gets down, you know. Right. Oh, exactly. But, but uh, you know, one thing I think that we will still learn about Dan Mullen uh, is that I think he's capable of giving up about 600 rushing yards total to Missouri and FSU. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, my God. We're, we're going
0: to lose. After what we showed against Stanford and, and uh, all of our games recently. I don't no. know how do we gonna stop How get a
2: stop on
1: Missouri? How, how in, in the world, we? In the world do we get a in stop on Missouri? Like, what, what – like, what? I don't. I cannot well, picture the, the four-year defense high getting a single stop. high-scoring high I was scoring.
2: producing sports team with Steve Russell yesterday, and we had someone from Power Mizzou come onto the show and said a couple weeks ago, Missouri ranked in the bottom ten of the country in rushing defense. Wow! So yeah. maybe this
0: will be the game where Damian Pierce gets the. Well, I really carries. need Damian Pierce to get. You know, more David than Turner I know wants him to. I don't, there were there were a couple fun uh, assistant coaching likes and retweets this week with. David Turner retweeting uh, PFF's post about Damian Pierce not getting double-digit carriers. That was a little, little tea, as well, we call it. Well, if you're it. an and assistant then, coach,
2: your entire world is burning around you. You might as well go on a Twitter and have some fun.
0: Oh yeah, and then Garrick McGee likes some tweet that I mean was directed entirely at Dan Mullen about how he'd you know you'd rather have a head coach who's um, you know good at recruiting rather than a guy who likes telling himself in the mirror ten times a day that. He's, he's so smart and, you know, could he call And him you know what, I'm happy you uh, say that
2: because this is something I wanted to say on the podcast. I thought about it earlier this week. You know, the story of fine, 2021 that's fine, that's and really the story of Dan Mullen's entire tenure has been his lack thereof of recruiting. Yeah. And what I've really thought about where these recruiting struggles from, I don't know if it's necessarily a laziness or hubris, but to me one of the biggest things is if you're a recruit and you're deciding where to play, you're signing your national letter of intent, why would you go somewhere where you know you are not going to get on the field to your third or fourth year, maybe even fifth year? Mm. Yeah. Why would you go there? Why would you go there when you can go to Al- when you can go to an Alabama and play in your second? Year? I don't know. Yeah, what it is when a player, player it.
1: commits, I'm like, why, why? Some of these
2: guys playing there, like look at Xavier Worthy. I'm Xavier like, what, Worthy was deciding, commingers? and Evan Stewart's probably going to decide the same thing. Xavier Worthy A&M, was, A&M was A&M deciding between Texas Florida, and M, yeah. and Texas. I Xavier don't Worthy had us in his final three? I don't know if we were in his final three when we were in contention. It was Mi- I know Michigan is the We were or, in contention for Xavier Worthy, but, but yeah. why would Xavier Worthy come to Florida when you can go to Texas, start right away, and look at what he's done as freshman year at Texas? Why yes. would you do that? Because at the end of the day, you're trying to get drafted. You're not com- obviously you want to win championships while you're in college, but realistically you're in college for a maximum of four, five, six years. Whereas your NFL career can range anywhere from five six seven to 18 years so these guys are so fixated on their future why would they come somewhere with florida who has a good track record at, with the nfl but not not necessarily as great as a alabama or a clemson or a usc or a texas and why would you come to florida when you know you're not going to get on the field that, that's just
0: and that to well, me you they, know up until the you know this point we we had a Dan Mullen here had a pretty good, you know, still will, you know, the dra- we're going to put guys in the draft this year, had a pretty good track record of putting guys in the league, and I think that's part of why he did well in the transfer portal, is because, you know, if you're coming off of, you know, two, three years at another school, you will get on the field right away, given that right. you're older, but 100%, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, uh, I don't know what it is about Gainesville that has Nick Evers just so <laughs> fixated, yeah. Yeah, Nick <laughs> Ever's I mean, that family, done. Loves, loves the University of Florida. Loves, loves, and they have to. I mean, They're they, they have to know that Dan's not going to be. Maybe, right, he, yeah, have maybe have if he's the a, head coach I next year, s- Mullen's not going to be Nick Evers' head coach for. Our, his you got to th- think that, but
1: I mean, yeah, I, what, I mean, year. is this, is he going to pull Matt Corral? Or, I, I mean, how important is really truly to? I mean, it's specifically the quarterback. How important is who that head coach is? Like, you know, if we go out and get Lane, I feel like he would want to come even more.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't think we're going to get Lane, though. So I don't case, think we're going to get Lane. And zone, I've been yeah. talking about why for, like, a month now, and then, you know, a tweet just came out right before the podcast that somewhat confirmed my my thinking that Lane Kiffin is, has a lot of interest in the Miami job. And you see it. You know how that much he sense. loved living in Boca, FAU? Right, no, he loves you – know, Miami's Santa a better Ford. job. But these head coaches are people, too, and – yeah, no one embodies that Miami. more than, than Lane Kiffin.
1: He wants to live in Miami. He wants to be down yeah, there. I don't blame him. He wants to be
0: with the. Um, he's divorced, has a boat, still has a house in Boca. Yeah, he, the,
1: he wants to be with the Dominican women. Yeah. But, and but he's sort of been like a well, mercenary.
2: We're going to get into detail about the Coaching Carousel in a minute. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We can't two weeks talk. from We, now we, we just can't keep talking about How bad the Gators are anymore No we can't And how these What these final two games mean Because at the end of the day They really don't mean shit In my opinion Dan Mullen's a dead man well, walking But
1: Hold on uh, we're, we're just One question mm. If you were promised Before the FSU game Just Simple fact If we oh, win no. Oh, no. Dan Mullen stays oh, no. For three more years if we lose, Dan Mullen is immediately fired. What do you choose? Do, yes. do, you, you, do you put on FSU gear and root That's for That's an FSU unfair gear? question because it lose. does buy him three more years. Okay, no what. okay, okay, one more
2: year. I one think he'll leave year. on his own. Lose. If you are a Gator fan, you cannot root for Dan Mullen. I'm sorry, Dan Mullen will kill this program if he stays running longer. He will. He w- And you can old takes expose me. You ca- He will kill this program. That's why He's I'm, already I'm, in the I'm going into this it.
1: game thinking, you know, I'm going to root for us to win. I can't root for FSU, obviously. But if we lose, there are, wor- there are worse things.
0: Now there's been some re- revisionist history going around on Twitter the last couple weeks about Will Muschamp and Jim McElwain being you know better coaches having better tenures here at the University of Florida and that's absolutely not true, it's not it's revisionist history, but I think it's undoubt undoubtable that those two left us in a better position than Mullins seemingly is going to on his way out well, whether it's this year or next I, year I can't really say the same for McElwain. But it was, Muschamp it, it was, was a, a phenomenal recruiter. But both well both all, have three, to all three
2: are ending
1: in that final <laughs> season, it all kind of implodes at the end of the year.
0: No, but I'm saying what they left for the next head coach.
2: I will say though,
0: Wait, no if recording. you were to
2: point to one if you were to point to one particular moment in Dan Mullen's career where he actually I don't want to say excelled at recruiting, but kind of you looked and you were like, you know what, he did a good job here. Right when he came to Florida recovering that twenty eighteen class or twenty nineteen, I believe it was that was big. Getting that, Jacob that was, Copeland, who, getting Jacob Copeland, getting Damian. I think wakes up say, every day and Emory Jones, wishes he lived to his Kyle mom. Emory Jones, Kyle Pitts, getting all of them. That was big. Now, given he let morale, Matt Corral walk, but
0: yeah, but I mean, I, there's so many scenarios you could come up with there, right? Because well, co- I mean, Corral I mean, yeah, and Trask yeah, wouldn't have been able he, to coexist this One of them and left?
1: he basically chose Emory Jones over Matt Corral anyway.
2: Yeah, he did. No, that's Which, what we're saying. you 100% right, But we could talk in circles all day long here. But let's just go out and make a prediction. The line is seven. Florida, for whatever fucking reason, is favored. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Missouri. I'm gonna go Missouri forty-five. Florida thirty-eight.
0: We're sort of like Clemson this season in that Vegas just—they don't learn. Because Dude, we if favored? they if they
2: put us plus, I feel like the Gator Nation is so big that. Big, so much money would be on Florida if they put us plus. It's kind of one of those things where, like, I, I don't know how much this is really going to resonate with you guys. I feel like most Gator fans Con- we are now. Every time Conor McGregor fights, he is either the favorite or close to the favorite, even though, like, against guys like Habib and Dustin Poirier, he's not going to beat them. Like, he, he's either the favorite or close to the favorite because if they put him at, like, plus 320, there's so much action on him that the line would go down anyways. Right. So That, that does make sense. Yeah.
0: Now, I saw a tweet that um, – the Vegas, Vegas numbers have us as a 10-point favorite against FSU. Ugh. Have we covered? We've covered two or three times this season. I mean, we were very much Bama. in the negative. We're very, far below 500 um, against Spratt. I think we covered against Tennessee and Alabama. That might have been. That was it, actually. I think it was only those two games. I, I think USF. Oh, we covered, we USF covered, we covered we cover? FAU. We covered FAU. No, we didn't cover FAU. No. 23 and a half. No, we won by 21. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think it might have been only the two that we covered, but USF we were oh 29. Right. Those first two weeks, Emory Jones blew the covers. Right. With with all those interceptions he threw. <laughs> but, Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt we covered, that's right. Yes. So we were three thirty nine by four. Three and seven against the spread. Five and five against the points. And nine and one in yards where it really counts. So um Yeah, but against Missouri, it's I mean, a cold weather game. It's a, a game where you know, I don't know if you guys have ever played a contact sport in the cold before, whether it be lacros- hockey, lacrosse so. football, but, I mean, it hurts. You know, it, it's hurts it's exactly to bring it hurts people down even the cold. more when you get hit. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Beatty is going to be a, an absolute pinball bouncing off of our uh, Christian Robinson-coached linebackers and defense. Eight and a half one right now. It's eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh. Yeah. No, I I could see us winning this one because Missouri has a legitimately bad defense. Maybe we have a little bit of momentum. Yeah. Um, you know, on offense, Dan Mullen coaching for a job. I don't know. I. It seems like we're going to win one of these two games against Missouri or FSU. Um, so I, d- I definitely wouldn't pick this to cover. I, I think and if I had to bet my kid's college fund on any game this week, it would actually be Missouri to cover. I mean, well, I yeah. think that, that's the lock of the week for all... I don't even know if yeah. we have to do it. Yeah. I was actually going to make that, that was I think we should, should just <laughs> collectively <laughs> decide that Missouri plus 8.5 is our lock of the week. But... I'll go Gators thirty-eight to thirty-five. Okay. Um Dan Mullen's last stand. I
1: really don't see how any team gets to stop in this game. I really I don't right. see I don't see it happening. Yeah. I'm gonna go Missouri sixty five, Florida <sighs> sixty two.
2: That'd be a lot. for city. <laughs> That's, fun. That's I mean, probably gonna be so more much points fun. than scored in yeah. tonight's basketball game.
1: Yeah, no, there will be.
2: Like if our if
1: Florida Gators basketball defense will probably average less than Florida's football defense will average the last two weeks of the season.
2: Wow. That's not an egregious take at all. It's just, it's crazy.
0: You think we it give up cool. more points to FSU than our basketball team did? That's a fun one. Oh! That's a fun one. 55 is a lot. No. And Georgia Missouri, I think, probably has a better offense than Florida State. Yeah, does. exactly. Exactly. 65, God, Did you 62. guys watch the Florida State-Miami game? Fun and gone. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. How many Diaz still has a job after that?
2: Yeah, Beyond, I mean, mismatched. he he
0: will be out because you know they fired their AD. They're going to bring in someone new. I actually was uh, driving during that
1: game, uh, driving from but Gainesville to Tampa to watch the Panthers play the Lightning. I, mean,
0: I had never seen a coach, a head coach, single handedly blow a game like Manny Diaz did in the final sixty seconds there. Because I, as you guys know, yeah, he go. he calls the plays on defense for them, right? He 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 uh, he retook defensive play caller role this season for the Hurricanes and. They had him in a fourth and fourteen. Fourth and 14 is like fourth a, and 14. A big down
1: for FSU. They've had fourth. like several moments in their history. Have they? Yeah, I just I saw an article. Oh no.
0: But it was fourth and fourteen. They drop eight, you know, after Florida State with a porous offensive line. Miami brings no pressure. And Jordan Travis finds a guy wide open. I mean, eight guys in coverage. They played the softest zone I've ever seen. Everyone's just kind of standing in their zone. No one, no one goes to make a play on the ball. But then Miami had two timeouts. In 2003, mm-hmm. Chris Ricks
1: delivered a strike to Dominic Robinson on fourth and 14 to set up Ricks' game-winning field goal. Pa- game-winning pass to PK
0: Sam against the Florida okay That's a in, that's a, a name, PK Sam. But PK Sam. no, anyway, my you know Florida State got the ball on the they they got it to the one with that play, and Manny Diaz had two timeouts. So you figure you either go surrender defense, let them in. Or, you know, use your timeouts to the point where you're going to have 40 seconds left when you get the ball back. After the first down play, there were 45 seconds left. Diaz just let 10 seconds go off the clock before it even deciding to call a timeout. It was just some of the most egregious clock management I've ever seen. It, it reminded me a lot of um, when Coach Duggs was coaching in the national championship game against Miami. <laughs> Which
2: school? And
0: at Tennessee, his first national title. It, I mean, it was like the exact same scenario. I don't know if you guys were watching, but I certainly watched all of the Dougs I met uh, national title games. You met Dougs. I wish I had. I did meet f- Doug? he was at the Florida Georgia tailgate. He was there was a separate tailgate right next
1: to where we were in the parking lot. He was just there. I was so ashamed. I was what I, I, didn't I, know I saw. That. Yeah, I, I was hey, from Jacksonville. Yes, I saw him and I was like, the I Florida know who State this fan, is. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was wearing like a huge State Florida State fan. fan. Yeah, he is, and I was like. I know who this is, and I like forgot his name, so I asked him if he was Frank, like an idiot. And <laughs> then I realized, and then I realized immediately that it was. Co- Here is the picture. He was wearing a, I don't know what hat he was wearing. Obviously, the listeners can't see the picture, but it, the picture exists. It's me and Doug's at the tailgate, and he was very nice. And he, I asked him, as an FSU fan, are you rooting against Florida today? And he said, No, I, I usually root for <laughs> Florida when they're not playing FSU, which was cool.
2: The Florida FSU rivalry is a little overjuiced.
1: It, not even these days. I, well, to me, it's just a big deal because growing up in South Florida, yeah, all my friends go to FSU. when
2: our peak sports years, middle school, was when FSU had Jameis Winston and was winning national championships. Right, championship. and that's really, like, really boiled from. Yeah, but, so, I guess we're skipping locks of the week this week.
0: Mis- Mis- Missouri. Tech, Missouri.
2: I mean, we could give you a few other ones. I really like Virginia plus 14 and a half. I really like um, uh, give me Baylor um,
1: plus one at Kansas State.
0: Yeah, that's almost a him Yeah, David. David We we, we I, like, I, I, we I'm like all him.
1: I'm He's not losing that.
0: Yeah, David is David is everything you want in the you know CEO mold of a head coach. That seems to be the the direction that a lot of the big that, programs and are going to go what, now. And that's what I we think. need to look for.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean I don't know how deep we're going to get into the coaching carousel. Maybe not until Dan actually does.
0: Yeah, you know I think we, yeah, we're going to have time to talk about that.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have weeks to talk about it. But don't to go uh,
0: too deep into it think I think, I think we're, what, we're I just, what I just want to throw
1: in there is currently, if Dan were to get fired again, it's still an if. It's still an still if. Still very much an if. Still very much an if. I do believe that he will, regardless of what happens in the next two weeks. That's what I, my belief is. Um, I
0: think that there's going to be... I mean, you're the one who works with the UAA, so you <laughs> know, if anything, you would have more insider um, scoop on them than we would. Yeah, I do think that the someone...
1: And there's going to be money pony, ponied up from people to. to, to money, you mean? Yeah, to, oh, absolutely. To afford the, yeah. the buyout. And that's what's yeah. really going to get it done.
0: The buyout's um, not even the concern. I think it's just the the massive salaries that all these coaches are going to be looking for. Mel right. Tucker set the market. Yeah, well, it's a, come, yeah, it's a combination yeah. of things. Um, $95 million for That's a guy. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. He, yeah. crazy. It's crazy. he Kenneth walker his right way into, now, I think he is a good head coach. But I think he's a good head coach. But if he 90. doesn't pull Kenneth Walker out of the transfer portal from Wake Forest, Ugh, how, t- how t- are we looking at Mel Tucker as a head coach? That yeah. he two 2-6 last yeah. year. I think it's a little early. has set in
2: that contract. Excuse me. Has set an unfair bar for Mel Tucker for the rest of his coaching tenure.
1: Yeah, you know, it, yeah, here. I agree. Now, now the expectations are sky high for a guy that, as you said, went two and six last year, and is a Kenneth Walker away from a meet well, to to a good
0: season. I mean, they had their best coaching program history not too long ago in Mark Antonio, and they're paying Mel Tucker as if they already expect him to, to surpass what D'Antonio to did. Surpass. surpass. That's
1: the probably the, they the show that they more. can
0: win. It's not like you're. It's not like you're Illinois. Right, like D'Antonio showed that you can win at Michigan State, right. and I feel like they're treating Mel Tucker for going nine and one. They very, they very well could end up nine and four. I mean, they play Ohio State, Penn State. Well, they're probably going to play an SEC I team. I think there's like a lot in the of interesting game.
2: factors to go with. It that seems a little early because Michigan State historically has always been a basketball school, right? And Tom Izzo is on his way out. Seemingly, within the next couple of years, so they're gonna have to pay some Maybe they're kind of shifting their gears athletically towards football. It could be, could be. I, I mean, this is all just pure speculation, but yeah, poor Mel. I mean, that's, I mean, not poor Mel, he's no, not poor Mel. Set for life. Well, how chil- do you spend that kind of His money in East are Lansing,
0: are, Michigan? Yeah, far from oh, what, what do you, you spend it on? Far you, from
2: poor Mel, uh, but,
0: but poor Mel well, from an, the guy an expectation standpoint, he is the guy because guy. now yeah. if they don't Talk win
2: double digit games per season. Right, be Michigan beating family. Michigan's it just, expectation. It seemed, like yeah.
1: a, it seemed like a little rational a move, but if the move was made. It's also because they knew that he would be getting poached. offers. Exactly, yeah. and, and yeah. they just they had they felt the need to be aggressive to keep him in the long term because they believe he's the guy that can get them potentially a champion. Look, this this is a team. I mean, Michigan State has been to more cultural playoffs than Florida has. So I mean, they've you know they've they've
0: been they've there. been to the same amount of college football playoffs as Georgia has. Too. Yeah, it's That's good a point. It's yeah. good point. They definitely didn't get anywhere near as close. And they in the also is beaten Florida
2: lost. in a national championship in basketball. Yes. So Pat, Pat. They gave us
0: that great Derrick Henry gift too, of, of Derrick Henry stiff-arming yeah. Shalik Calhoun yes. Ooh, into... Wow, was, oh my, we
2: yeah. should have known his fantastic. draft but was I, begin
0: then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the fact that he went in the second round is still crazy. Anyway, so... <laughs> we picked Xavier Howard over him. I remember wanting him, but that's and still, I'm you thinking, who is this that. Baylor hey. cornerback? I mean, but in reality,
1: like, okay, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Obviously, you should have taken Derrick Henry. But at the same time, Xavier Howard and... Kenyon Drake's a fine trade-off. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I was yeah. okay with you. Can be okay with that. Regardless, my I'm just gonna give you my top three choices for head coach. Yeah. For the Florida Gators, number one, all aboard, choo choo. I'm on the train, Lane train. I do, at this point again, I think he would choose Miami over us. I think he wants to live in Miami. I think we're a better job. But I, Lane, does he really want to go to Gainesville? Is he that? I mean, I know he wants to be the guy in a city. I, th- I think you'd rather be the guy in you a nicer city. You could be
2: the guy city. in Miami right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There is that's a power vacuum. No one will ever touch the heat. But as far as football goes, there is a power if, vacuum yeah, yeah, in the city yes, no, if People they, forget what if a power Two if left they, fans hungry.
1: Right. If they succeed right. and he does well there, he will be the guy in a big sports city. And that's certainly something that he would want. So I can see him going to Miami. We'll see what happens. Number two down in Louisiana, Billy Napier. And it's scaring me, the fact that, of course, now, Mel Tucker is off the table, Billy Napier, an, a Louisiana guy you got to think LSU will be after. The CEO type of coach that he is and the kind of Nick Saban way about him, he's such a great option. I know, Lehman, he's your top choice, so I'm sure you would talk He could about. be my
0: top choice. I mean, there's a lot of factors, right? I think he's the top slash most realistic choice, Okay, given enough. where other coaches are going to And then go, number
1: three for me is Dave Aranda. Yes. I just think he's... I, I, I just think he's that he has what it takes. To, he's yeah, a cool he, dude, David. He's very, he's cool, cool, calm, collected. I think that he has what it takes to run this type of program. You need to have that. He's got this kind of, like, ten, this quiet tenacity I about think that's, Dave Aranda is the anti-Dan Mullen. And I think, exactly. and this, that's why. He's so different than Dan Mullen in virtually every way, and because I just he's, need that contrast. Dan
0: Mullen and Dave Aranda are two of probably the most cerebral smartest head coaches in right. college football. The difference being, Dave Aranda is smart enough to know what he doesn't know. And yes. the thing is. Dan yes, Mullen doesn't know what he doesn't exactly. know. You gotta know what you
1: don't know. The, there's no ego with Dave Aranda.
2: He right. doesn't have one. And yeah. I, I, I love that. In exactly what you're saying, he's why be a recruit, Dave Aranda is he number, would be a good one, recruit, number yeah. one on my coaching. Number level. one yeah. on hotboard He is board. number one on Santos's hopboard. board. I'm sold. This win against Oklahoma this past week was oh, enough. Oh, so good. Baylor was left in absolute shambles by Matt Rule. Dave Aranda rebuilt it and, in, in a single and a year. year. Dave Aranda has experience in the SEC. Dave Aranda knows what it's like to hire ho- quality coordinators and assistant coaches. We saw that at LSU when they had the best coaching staff in the country. Every Wisconsin defensive coordinator that has gone, well, not every. I mean, Justin Wilcox is doing a good job at Cal, but like Wisconsin gonna defensive coordinators a job, have Alcox. a good pedigree i i like dave aranda he would be the number one choice right now i think it's what this program and what this fan base needs i think we need someone that's yeah. not going to rile up the fan base by every sound bite he says he comes out kind of like how urban did it comes out tells you what it is and then just goes about his business right. goes, about, yeah. goes yeah. about his business i think that's what this fan base this school and these players specifically players. these yeah. players they need that number two Kind of a 1A, 1B, because either way, I'd be happy with this. Lane Kiffin, yep. I would. I think that would be an absolutely phenomenal hire. I think he's arguably one of the best recruiters in the country. I think Lane I Kiffin think, probably
0: has the highest floor. One of the any best
2: offensive at. play callers in the country. Players love him, and I just think that would be a phenomenal hire. Number three, I don't know if there's a single name I'd be particularly happy with. I kind of like... For me, my top two options are Aranda and Lane. I mean, that's just being realistic. I don't think we're going to have a shot at Cristobal. I don't think we're going to have a shot. James Franklin. I think a name like Chris Peterson might fly around, even though I think that'd be the wrong hire. And of course, if we're going to take a retrain, course, Bob Stoops. Of course, not Bob Chris Stoops' name is going to fly around. But Bob's, Sto- how old is Bob Stoops
0: now? You know, he's he. Bob Stoops Sixth. is someone who's younger than you think. I think he's not even sixty. I, if yet. Bob
2: Stoops is young. I'll be. You're about a. It's not a Mac Sixty one.
0: Bob Stoops is 60. 60 yeah. yeah 60.
2: Okay, so number three, I guess, I'll put Napier at number three. That seems fair, but be just because of his SEC experience, I don't want anyone that doesn't have SEC experience. I want to preface that. If we hire someone like Luke Fickle, even though he's a oh, no. great coach, yeah, Fickle and no, Matt would, Campbell no, are no, far, no, far no. down my list. I will, be, league, furious like, be, I, I I will be furious. Even though they might be on other
0: furious.
1: Yes, yeah. nothing will change. I'm out on Luke It's Fickle. a different league. I'm, I'm Luke very Luke out on Luke Fickle. Yep. And
2: if I was USC, I'd be out on Luke Fickle, too. I'd rather have Dave Aranda.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Let Dave
2: Fickle Aranda build awesome.
0: Cincinnati. Let it be a yeah. school. Let you him... guys, you know, had your— uh... He'll
2: take the Ohio State job when Ryan Day eventually Yes, yeah, he, w-
0: he, he will. Like, or, or the Michigan job. Or the Penn State job when Frank- yeah. if Franklin leaves. Well, so like, I don't know.
2: If you're USC, how could you justify the ungodly amount of money you would have to spend on James Franklin when Dave Aranda's right there for you? Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, it just makes no sense for me. But Jake, you want to tell Miranda us your top,
0: three, top three? Yeah, I mean, I have. Uh, you got? I think everyone in my top three are people you covered already. I do have some thoughts though. Um, Cristobal would probably be my first phone call because if you talk to any Georgia fans, who's the one guy that they're actually afraid of us getting? It's Mario Cristobal, just because he would recruit the living hell out of the state of Florida. Um. He knows how to run, you know, a big state school, a big time program as a, as a recruiter, a CEO. He'd have us playing well on both lines of scrimmage. Now, do I think Cristobal would leave his gig at Oregon for Florida? No, I don't. I think he would only leave it for Miami homecoming. Um, you guys saw the tweet that I sent him talking about his little Cuban mom. You know, oh yes, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was a great clip, a great clip from a press conference at Oregon about you know his um, his mom who still lives in Miami, a Cuban immigrant. Um, you know, being sad about, yeah, about yeah, Mario. His mom, yeah,
1: his mom's. She, she's got some say in this. And if
0: you've ever been to my... I'm not even from Miami. I'm from South Florida, not Miami. But my, Miami, it's just like... If if you love it, you love it. I love driving right. around with a, with a cafe con leche at the beach. Right. Like it's if you're very from, nice. Like, and especially the, the Cuban the areas pull. are very just... Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I can see the appeal of him going back there. Um, But, I mean, that goes back to the point that I was making to you guys before the show. Florida's a much better job than Miami at this point, but with... Two of the top candidates in this coaching cycle being Mario Cristobal and Lane Kiffin, I think they're in a better spot to land both of those guys than we are. Dave right. Aranda being another one of the top names in this cycle, I think LA USC guy. is a better, better spot, better in a better spot to land him than we are. Right. So and then Billy Napier, Billy Louisiana Napier, guy. Louisiana. I think LSU is big game hunting though. You know they're, they're talking to Riley. Uh, Jimbo, uh, getting, like, those kind know, of guys. They gonna, might uh, get Jimbo. I can see uh, them getting uh, no. Jimbo. No, not Lane. Right. I think uh, LSU Jimbo could. LSU could give Lane an offer he can't refuse, even though he, he so desperately wants to live in South Florida. They could probably pay him a, a, a $10, 11 million type of year thing. Um, the most overused phrase I've seen on message boards, Twitter, is Scott Woodward is big game hunting. Everyone's used that same exact metaphor for uh, Scott. You know, uh, Scott Woodward being the LSU AD, right. but. My point is that, yes, Florida is still a top 10 job. Yes, you know, there are a lot of good names this cycle, but we might end up being a second, third choice for a lot of the top names. That being said, I have been pushing Billy Napier hard for about the last month or so. I think he's got potential to really be the next guy in that Dabo Swinney mold.
2: Oh, but just for, for me... Part it's of, a, it's part a risk, of it. though. He doesn't have this of, I whole think, decision. I think he, and I'm not even Napier talking about myself. Napier's a big risk-reward. I follow, I know I follow college football. I know I know what Billy Napier brings to the table. But to have to sit on this campus for six more months and hear people be like, we hired a Sunbelt coach. Well, the casual thinks, though. We're, think so. We're going to hire a Sunbelt coach. Oh, Dan Mullen killed this football program. Uh, if I if I have to hear that for the next six months, I actually think I'm going <laughs> to get off Twitter. I'm like, legit. I'm uh, yeah. legit. Like, Right, but people guy. who know football
0: guy. know that Billy Napier is. But I'm going to be honest. I would say, say about 10 percent
2: of the Gators fan base knows football.
0: Oh yeah. Oh no. Uh, I mean, I saw well, Gus Malzahn's ooh. name getting thrown around on Twitter oh. this morning. Oh my know. No. 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 But you know, Napier, he is an offensive guy. He is the ultimate, ultimate. You know, Nick Saban disciple s- CEO. You know, guy who's ready to run a big time program. Um, the only thing I'm hesitant about with him, I think he would have to come here under the condition that he'd hire someone to call the plays for him. He is the primary offensive play caller for Louisiana right now. Obviously, if you're going to come run a big time program like Florida without ever even having been a successful offensive coordinator, you know he, he was the wide receiver coach for Nick Saban, not his O coordinator. Um, Saban actually passed him up to go hire Brian Dabble to run the offense. But my point is that, that I think I think he would have to have to you know hire an offensive coordinator. Oh, sorry. I, I actually I,
1: I wanted to choose my a future NFL coach instead of future Power Five coach. Nick Saban just can do whatever the hell he wants. It's unreal. It's unreal. it's
0: the same. It's just but,
1: ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean Napier, the ultimate uh, you know motivator recruiter. Maybe Brian Neal wants
1: to come back to college. You can hire him. Kill that me. Would be Kill something. me. What do I want? Brian Neville.
0: to be our what head coach? If it's
1: just like someone. Co- <laughs> I guess it's like another
0: no. Dan. I need head coaching experience. Like, what if nah, it's just NFL guys don't like to recruit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who are, the, who, who are some wild cards you could think of? Cuz there's there's a lot of. I'm going to say a name right now. Intriguing.
2: Don't freak out. This isn't me saying he deserves to be a head coach, but what if this happened? What? Bill O'Brien. What would you do?
0: Well, I have a I have a good friend wow. who knows his stuff and he I'm not going to mention his name, but but he he listens to the podcast and he has been telling me that Bill O'Brien's top 3 on his hot board for like Ooh. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know. You can. I don't know. If, can he recruit? I think he's underrated as an offensive mind. Yeah, I, he has run a you my know, favorite big time. account on he, Twitter. He, was Twitter cur- cur- other he did coach Penn State. Yeah, he's, he's, he's my there, favorite he's account
2: there. on Twitter. Actually, had a good tweet about this a couple weeks ago. At Curtis Bacala, fifty five had a tweet that said, "Bill O'Brien is single handedly ruining Alabama football," which I agree with.
0: Oh my god! But um, my wild card would be Matt Rule. I think Sam Darnold turned him off from being an NFL head coach a little bit.
1: Wow. And that would be really cool.
0: I, I think Matt Rule will end up back in the college ranks at some point. Why not give him a phone call?
2: Yeah. No, he's, there, a, there he's there a be nobody you he's shouldn't call, you. You Do who should call. Who would be phone your phone wild card candidate?
1: Uh, I did not come prepared for this. Um, you're putting me on the spot.
2: Off the Dome, freestyle.
1: Off the Dome, Brian Flores.
2: Brian. No, no, no. What if the no. Dolphins and Gators traded
1: head coaches? I, okay, I've been saying this for a while. I think, <laughs> I think that if the, if the bro- Dolphins and uh, and Dolphins and Gators traded head coaches, it would be mutually beneficial. I think the it Dolphins would be better would be
2: ins- I with think the Mor- would be Crazy, with more. crazy good with they Dan would be- Waddle no would actually have. I think Waddle would break the all time. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Waddle would be so and good.
1: Just too would be like actually really good and like. I'm, I, I think it would work out I, for both teams. Could like, Flo, could Flo, Flo could recruit. Flo could definitely recruit. Yes. He'd be a dog on the trail, and he's a great defensive mind. We would, I tackle.
0: We would tackle. We would tackle. We would be, Another if name, be in, by right, We
1: would be in position on defense. I really think, like, obviously it's never going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. But Steven I would,
0: Ross, if you're
1: listening.
2: Yeah, let's make, if this, you're listening. let's make this happen. Another name, by the way. I'm just going to spit it out. I don't know if it's a good choice, but. Jeff Halfley, Boston College. Jeff Halfley. I think yeah. it might
0: be a little early, but yeah, no, no, we no. did talk about his defensive his staffers. I brought up, uh, you know, yeah. he's he's got a good staff. So um, the the, the, the it's Congo tem, guy. Tem. 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 Tem, yeah. But,
2: yeah, that's, we're winding down on college football. Tem Lukaku. It's pretty sad that it's week 12, and all we really have to talk about is our coach potentially being fired. Not great games this week. We do have Mich- that's what the people want We hear. do have Michigan State and Ohio State, I'm which I
0: think we all— uh, unanimously agree. Being Will is out. That, uh, we can pay, You want to stick around and pick a couple can, of the games, though? I gave games. you my
1: lock of the week, which obviously is Missouri plus eight and a half, but I also gave you Baylor plus one at Kansas State. Tough environment, but we trust Dave Aranda. I got to go to work. Been a great conversation.
0: Go Gators, fins up. Go Gators, fins up. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so the Ohio State line is at 18 and a half or 19 right now. Yeah. There you go. That's an interesting one for me because. Sam, guess what? Uh, Michigan State's ranking is in yards yards per game allowed in the Big Ten. One. Mel Tucker, defensive One. mind, or bottom? Are they towards bottom? They're last.
2: What? They're last.
0: Yeah, they're. I'm taking Ohio State now in State. points allowed. They're not, and so the, I think that's the key. Uh, C.J. Shroud is going to be able to.
2: Yeah, throw but when you're Ohio State, yards lead the points, <laughs> especially with a team as as sound offensively as Ohio State is. I'm going to take Ohio State with the points and with this one. They are our only hope to beat Georgia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, Ohio State and Clemson, other than Georgia, of course, and Florida State. Ohio State and Clemson have always been my two least favorite college football programs outside of our, you know, rivals that I just can't root for in any any scenario, except for this season. You watch Ohio State and you see like them. The Nick Nick Saban, of course, could always um you know pull out a phenomenal game plan Bryce Young could go crazy but Alabama beating Georgia very well could not um you know sink their national title hopes oh. I had a conversation about this with a Georgia friend the other day he said he's more scared of bama and i said sure but you know ohio state's the team who i think we've got to be rooting for to
2: yeah you're to, more scared of bama but they, oh, on, Bama beats Georgia and Georgia still I'm makes the playoffs so I think Ohio State is what we right exactly because at this point you are naive if you're saying Georgia's not going to make the college football playoff no there's no Georgia way they don't Georgia a actually, virtual lock for the college football playoff they have to lose to
0: Jeff Collins not happening exactly. they're
2: a virtual lock for the college football playoff so I'm thinking the only time that they could lose to prevent them from being the national championship would be a match with Ohio State right. which very well could be in the national championship, which would suck, but hey, it would give us something to talk about on this podcast. Jake Lehman, what's your prediction for this game?
0: Well, you know, I mean, one thing I was looking at, Ohio State, a couple of the games that a lot of people watched them in this season were their defense giving up, you know, 200 yards on the ground to Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota, giving up 200 yards to CJ Ferdell. But their rush defense has actually come along. And so if Michigan State's got any chance to even make this a game— they've got to have you know have Kenneth Walker go for 200 three touchdowns keep keep Ohio State's offense off the field um do I think they can have some success yes do I trust Peyton Thorne to you know live up to his part not really after watching you know what they did against Michigan he threw two picks so I think I think Michigan State covers but barely Ohio State hasn't been great against the spread this season you know they've they've let teams hang around um, I think this being a potential Heisman you know, moment game for Kenneth Walker does or mean does mean something, Stroud. or CJ Stroud, but I'm saying you know it comes down to Walker for Michigan State. So I, this feels like a a 45 to 28 type thing where Michigan State covers, but just barely.
2: Yeah. Um, so, not a great week of college football. No,
0: Oregon-Utah is a hell of an interesting game.
2: I was going to mention SMU-Cincinnati as well, but oregon That Utah one's lost start, a little
0: bit of its luster after SMU lost to Houston. Uh, a row, Houston. but, yeah. and
2: they lost to Memphis the following week. Me being the moron I am, I've been on them both weeks, but
0: I... Utah's favored over Oregon. Nah. Number 24 is favored over number three. And that's how Vegas gets you. So, I'll probably be taking Utah spread then. Yeah, I mean, they've got the quarterback advantage. And not, not too many people are talking about that, but Cam Rising, ever since Utah inserted him as their starter, they've been putting up—I um, was looking at this earlier before coming in. It's like, let's see. I mean, they, they, they put points on the board. They've got one of the better running backs in the country. The home field advantage at Salt Lake City is one that not too many people talk about, but is massive. So you um, know what?
2: I'm going to go Utah spread for this game. Yeah, they've scored
0: 38, 52, 44, 34, 35, and 42. Um. This one was really hard for me to pick because the last time I saw Utah and Oregon matchup was the Pac-12 title game a couple of years ago, and I thought Utah had a better chance to win that one, and Oregon, just the pure talent uh, advantage that they had was just so apparent. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is a true freshman. Completely blew up the game plan for Utah, but Utah is pretty good um, you know, on the offensive line this season. Again, rising's been good. Cristobal, maybe some of those Miami rumors. I don't know. Like, it's a tough spot. I think this t- shows us a lot as um, you know, of who Cristobal is as a coach here with, in, a, in a tough road spot. I'm going to go Utah, Utah, though. I think Vegas yeah, is telling us something. And that, that Salt Lake City home advantage is no joke. And we did mention the
2: SMU-Cincinnati game. Cincinnati will win that game. Yeah. Uh, they're too sound defensively. They're not going to
0: make the playoff, though. I week, hope they don't make the week playoff. Week
2: 12 for the college football season. We're almost there, folks. It's we are sad. almost there. It's sad. If you're a Gator fan, you're happy. But... We'll always miss college football, but we won't miss you on the won't back down podcast As we're going to continue to roll out great content for you all season and all off season long for all of us here at the won't back down podcast, Jake Lehman. Do you have any parting words?
0: I think if you're a Miami fan, you've got to be rooting for Utah They They want to poach Cristobal. The way to do it is have Oregon miss out on the playoff. Yeah, definitely.
2: If you're a Miami fan and you, even if you're a Florida fan, let's say, let's say Miami just goes with lane. If you're a Florida
0: fan. That's what I'm saying. My, if Miami ball. go, uh, Yeah.
2: No, I'm uh, serious. Uh, so He's yeah. going to get a phone call. Let's go youths. Uh, for me, Gators basketball. Hosting Milwaukee at the Odom tonight at 6 p.m. Milwaukee actually has a top five recruit in the country. Patrick Baldwin Jr. It might be a trap game for the Gators, but the Gators have looked the best. Probably the best they've looked under Mike White. Even... Through that Elite Eight run, this might be the most talented team Mike White has had. There's a lot to be excited about on campus here in Gainesville yeah. for basketball. But knowing the program, we'll probably be talking in a few weeks right. how they lost to like yeah. Loyola American I don't
0: know too something. much about college basketball, but one thing I came away with after watching the first two games, grit.
2: This very is gritty. a
0: gritty team very Mike gritty. White has. Yeah.
2: And we're a very gritty podcast. Like, subscribe, all that fun jazz. For everyone here at the won Bag Down podcast, we are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Won't
1: Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Potosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.